Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. The only reason I accepted his penis is because I could wear his jeans. Paula. God forbid should we not ever make it about ourselves. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. It is the Ugly Truth, episode 158. Ugh, ugh. This is horrible breaking news. Now, obviously, this won't be new when the show drops or if you listen to it later on down the line, but it is somewhat of a historical, sad historical moment. We just found out, I don't know, what, five minutes ago that the prince, the purple one, has passed away. I know. 57 years old, people. That is so young. As one of my friends said, this year has is basically sucking because <laughs> yes. all these great people are passing. Good people. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? I I'm Okay, so there's always there's always more details that, you know, the general public we will never really know, but from what we can gather at this point and I'm sure there'll be many more details to come, but at this point what it looks like has happened is We actually read about this a while ago. I mean, not you and I, but I had read that Prince actually was hospitalized briefly after a show in Atlanta. He couldn't even make it home to Minnesota. He was he fell ill. He'd had some kind of flu. I think between you and I and whoever's listening, it was obviously pneumonia. Something obviously something more tragic. I mean, it wasn't just the flu. Right. I mean, clearly. And so he was ill and then went home and now it's been like three three or four days later and now they found him dead at his studio right clearly the man was not well <laughs> so because 57 even in this day and age i mean 57 back in the 50s would have been like normal but i mean that's really really young but i mean they also said that he's still been touring yes. you know pretty because i mean he just had toured this week i think the tour dates recently so. Well, I think I think Atlanta was his last show. Okay. And he hasn't since then. But it's particularly, obviously, very sad for anybody. I mean, as a kid of the 80s and 90s, Prince was a huge part of my radio listening and my you know album and CD listening. So this is like my David Bowie. It really is a gut punch. I, he would. He's basically an American David Bowie. For, yes. for us, because, yes. I mean, what he did musically was so groundbreaking, so mm-hmm. unique, and totally blazed trails, and, and most people couldn't touch what he did. Right. You know, creatively, because he was he was in his own genre, basically. Uh, there are a lot of people who think he, his music sucks, that it's really, you know, whatever. But the, the stuff that you heard on the radio was so mild compared to the shit that he was creating that never would ever reach anyone's ears unless you bought every album or listened to bootlegs or went to his shows or whatever. He was musically as a musician, he was a prodigy. In fact, I remember because, you know, producer dub, really the point that we're talking about, he is a hardcore fan. Yeah. And it wasn't until we were married that Daryl, the the real true fanship of Prince came clear to me when I married Daryl was we went and saw him. We've seen him. We saw Prince mm, three or four times, actually. And why this is really, truly sad is we just saw him. What was it? A month and a half ago. We saw him. Yeah, I think we talked about it. on one of And actually, you know, this is so weird. And I think I mentioned this on the show is when Prince came out. I remember lamenting to Daryl how incredibly thin he was. Like, mm-hmm. he was really small. And not, you know, Prince is a small dude in general, right. but I mean, he looked gaunt, very thin. His voice was perfect, right. but he looked very tiny. Mm-hmm. And so maybe he was ill then. I mean, it wasn't that much soon after well, that I mean, he was sick. Most musicians, uh, you, especially, you know, pretty hardcore musicians, they just don't know when to stop. You know, they... That is true. They run their bodies ragged they and... Do. And they don't want to admit that they're 
that they need to rest. And it's because they love what they do so much that mm-hmm. they they just they stop long enough just to try and get a little bit better and then they'll go keep going. Right. You know, that happens so often where you hear about these musicians dying at such a young age over something simple, like, right. something you know, that, right. something that could have been fixed if he had just taken, you know, a week or two weeks to get over, <laughs> right. you know, what probably started out as a cold or a flu bug. I think what it is, too, is, I mean, there's two thoughts that come to mind with someone like a, a prince, an artist, essentially, any artist, really. You hear about artists who are painters or sculptors or writers where they will work 24, 36 hours straight. They're obsessively working. They can't stop working. It's almost like if I stop working, I I stop breathing because they have all of these things in their mind that they just have to get out. I admire that, but definitely at the detriment of their health, it does happen. This is, he won't be the first artist in history to die because of his need to never stop working. You know, it happens to a lot of people, even people who are in business they will obsessively work and never even think to eat or drink or rest because they have to do this thing right and it's you know obviously now the world has lost prematurely i feel a genuine artist and it's sad but you know he just needed a mother or something i know, <laughs> you he, know something. he was divorced he so. was and he just need you know he needed but he was a very independent willful individual who refused to listen to anyone really yeah. i feel i mean if something like this happened to me if i had a, a a son or a husband who refused to listen to my words it would be very difficult for me to not be pissed <laughs> you know i'd be like you know what god damn it i told you i told you and now look you're dead well and who you know? knows i mean we're making a lot of assumptions i mean well, that's it, what could, we do. it could be a situation like david bowie you know mm-hmm. i mean maybe he had some sort of illness and True. he knew what he had and he True. just chose not to share it with the world i mean and god you forbid know, you know it could be that type of thing and yes. he just we we just don't know we well, don't you know, know what? And maybe by the time the show drops, you know, know. you guys, you'll already have the answer. Exactly. Um, We're just recording at a time where we literally just found out. And so we're just, you know, kind of talking out of our ass basically right now. I got to tell you, I was so I I mean, I I'm not a moron. So when I saw that he was starting to, you know, because I troll Twitter off and on all throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And when I saw his name pop up again, I went, no. No, no, because there is no good that can come from Prince popping up on my Twitter again after he was just ill. This is bad. And of course, you know, I told Daryl, I I messaged him and I said, fuck, I, I don't even know what to tell you. I think Prince is dead. He goes, no, no, it's just it was at the studios. I'm like, honey, that's like his office. It's like not, you know, it's not like there's a bunch of people hanging out and, you know, it's in a gated area. It's not that but anyway so i'm still completely shocked and i'm sure that you know all the dirty details will come out and that will make me sad too because nobody's granted any kind of dignity anymore when it comes to their life and you know there will be no one to defend it because he was single like you said and i don't know if his mom and dad are alive he has no children you know so it's going to be a bunch of people that he worked with and an estate an attorney you know well i'm sure he had things his affairs squared away oh i would imagine but still what i mean is figured out but the vulture circle and all the dirty details of this very private man's life will be out on display and it's very that part's always sad to me because it happens to everybody you know it happens to everyone in the in the world of entertainment you know that that will all come out but his catalog of music and his performing and his influences will never be uh, that, that, those will never go away. I was going to tell you a story about Prince and the reason why I ended up really being a fan. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I was a freshman. Eighth grade to ninth grade is when Purple Rain came out. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, our mother, who is very straight-laced <laughs> sometimes, she picks and chooses when she decides to be really conservative. I was going to say, because I remember seeing that movie at a very young age. Yeah, well, the reason you saw it is because... I was allowed to finally watch it when I was 16, but the thing is, is that the album came out and I really liked it. And mom was like, you will not listen to that stuff in my house. 
that, that is... stuff is filth it is sexual and i was like what well it she... is but it's such a good album oh my god and so of course i was a cheerleader and so i was at my friend her name was jamie too and so we were at her house after school doing homework or whatever and she had the album because back then there were no cds right. it was like the old days and so she had the album and I hadn't heard it. I only heard Purple Rain because of the radio, but I hadn't heard anything else. She put it on and I was like transported. <laughs> I was like, who is this person? What's darling Nikki? This is so great. I was obsessed with Purple Rain because, of course, my mom didn't want me to hear it. So then right. all I wanted to do was hear it. And then two years later... I'm in the living room and we're watching it on, on our VCR. <laughs> I know, right? We rented it. <laughs> we rented it from some video store. It that was like album watching porn. Was so good. I want to say that we got everything was, we were all obsessed with Purple Rain. We, we even made up like a... Princess Purple Hole. Yes, we did that. And we would <laughs> quote the lines and we would oh, even yeah. try and dress like him or yeah. or her or, you know. Oh, I wanted to be Apollonia. But I mean, we all wanted to, we would like imitate the scene where we we would pretend to like take off our shirt and jump in the pool oh, and like like, like we Minnetonka. were jumping in the lake yeah like we were yes. jumping in the lake of Lake Minnetonka we would do all of I it. know we and wanted I wanted a leather yes yeah. I wanted those leather boots and that leather jacket we all did we did in fact I actually think I know the sex shooter routine Remember when she was uh, she was in the girl group with for Morris Day in Purple Rain oh, and she's like I'm I a sex shooter. I'm like, I knew that thing. I knew that whole routine. I remember the guy who did the weird eagle dance, whatever that one oh, was. Oh, Morris Day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We all did that one. We oh, did, yes. That one We was did love the time. Too. I know. But. So, I mean, but that's, it's funny how those things are impressed upon you and we have never, ever stopped thinking yeah. about it. No, it's true. Yeah. That and so true. then, of course, segue into producer Deb, who, you know, shows me this entire catalog of crazy stuff I've never heard before. He's got albums you can't even buy anymore. Just well, I mean, your wedding, you walked down the aisle to a Prince song. I did. That's right. Oh, now I'm going to get teary. Don't cry. I'm but. not. But I did. But, you know, that was per Daryl's request. Yes. So, I mean, it's yeah. It's true. It's true. He definitely just, maybe not for every family, but no. I mean, you know, for our family, it, it feels like a very personal loss because. It does. It really does. Prince has been, you know, a part of our family, you know, even yeah. before per producer dub, but oh, totally. also since producer dub, yeah. you know, he's just been a household name. And so, well, I mean, if I can recall our mom trying to dance and snap to Little Red Corvette, <laughs> I, I mean, mean, even dad was a fan of Prince. I mean, which is he, shocking. Isn't that that shocking? is true. Very shocking. Probably because he didn't really look black, but <laughs> I'm just Perhaps, for maybe. the most part, you know, he probably thought he was a girl he i don't know, what he, you know it's like so, hey that prince girl's really hot hey that girl's kind of cute but um <laughs> i do remember thinking when i was after i had had you know after i was no longer a virgin and i was more of an adult i'm like god i don't know if i could have that short person crawling all over me because he's pretty tiny for a yeah man, it would know? not work it would not work out but, but he has the swagger to me prince was always androgynous i didn't well, view yeah. him as you know yes. a sexual thing but he was he was sex that was the thing is he was very you know his stage presence you wouldn't realize that he was only five foot tall i mean you well, really because wouldn't. he always had heels on well that's true <laughs> he was five four with his heels on but i mean just his swagger i mean you know, my rule of never sleeping with a man who has an ass smaller than me kind of went out the window when I met Daryl because he was such a stick when I met him. But yeah. he really was. You know what? I really struggled with that. By the way. That would be difficult. I don't it think struggled. I could date someone that, ha you know, whose right. clothes were smaller than mine. The only reason I accepted his penis is because I could wear his jeans. And I'm yeah. like, OK. I can wear your jeans, so therefore, you know, we're good. We're all right for right now. Yeah, and they're loose. <laughs> you know, so although your your ass is like a frog's butt, at least I know that you're bigger than me in general. So, okay, I can deal with it. Well, I am very sad to, to lose him. But like you said, his music will remain. And I am... Yes. I am happy and hopeful that, you know, not only will his most notable hits take flight now yes but also maybe some of his more hidden gems will be discovered because people will kind of be looking more into the deep cuts yes we'll we'll mourn in solidarity with our music and that's a great way to mourn by the way 
music. So hopefully, you know, and what's funny is in my brain right now, it's like it's so like clogged with like all these songs that I love. So it's like I can't even think of one that I really like. But the show we went to, the acoustic show that we went to just recently was so great because he did a mashup of everything that you've either not heard or only deep cut fans would know. And then, of course, the mainstream stuff. It was really neat. Now I'm sitting there going, God, what if he knew something? You know, now you're totally second guessing everything, right? I know. It's weird because he was kind of cryptic. But we thought it was because he had just gone to his protege, his first protege's funeral that day. So we didn't realize that maybe he was being cryptic. You know, I'm creating a backstory. I have no idea. But you never know. <laughs> we'll just have now to wait. Now everything and see. feels cryptic. I know. I know. <laughs> he was a cryptic dude in general. Though. We'll just have to wait and see what, what comes out. really quick uh you know producer dubs grandfather died last week and he was a hardcore canadian daryl is most of his mom's family lives in canada when i say that his grandfather was canadian this man went through two wars in the canadian army he was high ranking so he was getting the full military funeral and you know initially we didn't think that he was going to be able to attend the funeral but I thought it was pretty important that he went, so ultimately he ended up going. Okay. It's not cheap to go to Canada (laughs) at the last minute, but we found, you know what? Thank you, Priceline. We found a great deal for him, and he, you know, only had to do one stop, which was really nice, but he went. It was really great. He said it was so light because, you know, his grandfather was 94. He lived in a, a very full life, and... It was really a celebration of how much this man had accomplished in in his 94 years. So it was really great. What really sucked was, and I asked him this before he went to Canada, hey, you need to maybe buy some, or you need to turn on or, you know, something, your international phone. I think there's a way for you to contact your phone company and say, hey, I'm going internationally. I need access to international data or whatever. And he didn't do it. And so we could not talk on the phone the whole time he was there. So we had to, we tried to Skype. We tried, we were able to do instant messenger, but I mean, we never were able to actually talk on the phone. (laughs) It was so weird. And you couldn't turn it on from your end? No, because it was his phone because it's his company phone. And so, uh, because he uses his business phone for his personal as well, because he works from home and travels so much that there's, you know, he only needs the one. But anyway, um, I'm like, I told you to turn that thing on. So it's like the second he hits Seattle on his way home, he calls me. He's like, I'm home. I'm in the Amer- I'm in America. It was like, you don't realize how different it is, even though it's Canada. Yeah, really. You think it's because it's on the same continent that, you know. Right. Well, and it's only five hours away. So right. you don't really think of it as another country. But you know what? If Canada ever wanted to invade. I guess they could. It wouldn't yeah, be really. hard. Or if they really wanted to, like, you know, keep them, they could. And you guys would be screwed. Oh, we would be so screwed. So, you know, it was it was sad. But he said it was really great because he got to meet some cousins that he'd actually never met in person before. Oh. And the one that stuck to him the most or that he really, really gravitated towards the most is I think his name was Tom or Mike. I don't know. Some really manly man name. <laughs> Okay, okay. You know, like a real simple, like a Mike or a, a you know, a Tim or a Tom Butch. or something. No, I'm just kidding. Not, yeah, right. <laughs> well, he lives up in like the very rural part of Canada. Wow. So he came down to be a part of the celebration of life. Did he have and an axe in his hand? Uh, Was he well, wearing a beaver pelt? He brought moose meat. Oh God! And uh, he had a, he's a very large lumberjack-looking dude with a big beard, and he's very burly. Wow! And he made moose roast for one of the dinners. And I asked Daryl, I go, "Well, does it smell good?" Because I mean, it's cooking, right? He goes, "Yeah." And I go, "Does it smell good?" He's like, "Yeah, it smells pretty good." I'm like, "Well, you're surrounded by people. Are you, you can't tell me the truth, right?" He goes, "No, it really does." <laughs> I said, okay, well, I can't wait to tell. I can't wait to hear how it tastes. 
Oh my God. Never mentioned it, but he had to go buy potatoes and stuff. And anyway, it was just, he goes, he was his favorite. He, he really loved it because he was like, he's kind of the kind you see on those shows like Discovering like Alaska. Men or something. I know. Yeah. I'm kind of getting turned on just hearing I about know. him. I know. He's a very burly dude. Very burly. And he's, I don't think he's married. So. Wow. Is he, he could just like grab me by the hair and just drag me back to his log cabin. He looks very much like he would do that. Yeah. Nice. He kills moose. Do you know how big those things are? My Sweet. God. Sweet. Probably, he probably does it with like a bow and arrow too. Right? He's probably seriously primal. <laughs> wow. I'm like, I wish I would have met him. That would have been great. Yeah, really. I'm all, can I just like, I don't know, shake your hand? Can I just sit in your pocket? <laughs> yeah, really? Like, that'd be crazy. It would be crazy. I'm like, you're related to someone like that? That's awesome. Yeah, really. I know. It's like, what happened? Like, by <laughs> you, marriage or you, what? I does mean, he know who Prince is? I doubt it. I don't think you guys have the same blood. <laughs> <laughs> Only a little. <laughs> but anyway, so he was, you know, he was glad to be back, though. He's like, oh, God. You know, it's because, you know, it's bad enough we are going to a funeral, you know, and then to oh, not right. be able to bring your family with you. But he was, you know, he was with his brother and his mom and dad. So, I mean, it was great. But oh, I was. Oh, that's good. I was going to ask if anybody else was able to go with them. So, yes. Cool. Yeah. He, he they all went. And, you know, you know, if we were made out of money, we all would have gone. But honestly, it well, was so last minute with funerals. You don't get a lot of notice and you especially, don't. you know, out of town ones that require plane travel that's you know and you have like a gargantuan size family it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it's it's not the kind where you can just like oh well we have three thousand dollars lying around to fly everybody (laughs) right and hotel and food and seriously that's yeah i mean that's like a that's basically a vacation and you know if you had that kind of money you would be going on vacation but you don't no and you know but it was important for him to go and i'm really glad first of all not everyone I mean, I think most people don't do well when it comes to death and funerals. I mean, we, you and I are very morbid people. Our family, our sisters, we're all quite morbid. We discuss death regularly, but most people don't. And so when, you know, Daryl was not, he was not prepared nor excited about attending, you know, a service alone, by the way, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that we've really had anybody super close to us die that I can recall. Well, I mean, we've lost relatives that you would akin to a grandparent. We've lost all of our grandparents actually have passed away and aunts we've lost and we've attended those funerals and, you know, some were a little more difficult than others, but overall, you know, we're so, we're so bizarre. We laugh or joke at funerals. I think we've made them more difficult than necessary. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's just our own fault. Making fun of the singers and or, you know, touching the touching corpse, bodies, you know, know, that's, you know, that's our own fault. And then trying, you know, almost passing out because we, you know, didn't expect it to feel like rocks. Natural curiosity you know, gets us again. Touching yes. it in 100 degree weather. Oh, my God. It feels so strange. Why does it feel this way? Well, she's embalmed. What's embalmed? You know, being yeah. eight years old. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's it's true. We probably make it a little more lively than it should be. That's well, for I mean, sure. we're drama queens. What else? We are, <laughs> we are a bit dramatic when it comes. We well, just can't and, be normal. Well, we just can't shut our mouths either. Like, we always have to comment or say something, you know, because we just can't keep those thoughts into our into our heads. We have to share them with others god forbid should we not ever make it about ourselves i am so glad that i'm not going to prince's funeral i can tell you that much because <laughs> god only knows i'd be like hey paula stephanie what <laughs> I you mean, wouldn't start- even you, it would just happen or we'd all just perpetually sit there with our mouths in an o because we like just wouldn't be able to prince, help ourselves prince's purple hole yeah oh my we'd goodness. all wear purple i mean it would just happen oh god be like, are you wearing your purple shoes, Jamie? Are you wearing the Barney shoes? I have to go find something purple. I'm wearing purple everything. Yeah, we have to go, guys. Wait, you know what? I know what we should do. We should all wear black leather suits like Purple Rain. I'm wearing my black boots. I'm wearing my purple dress with my black blazer. Mm -hmm. And then I'm wearing my bangs high (laughs) and purple eyeshadow. We're going all 80s ladies. (laughs) Let's do it. And then we'll have purple hooters after. Yeah, it would be crazy. Oh, my God. All right. So let's talk about... So uh, clearly the prince is... Top of mind. It's only Thursday. This is just one of the many crazy things that have gone on this week. 
okay? It's sanity. So I don't know where you want to start with what has gone on this week. This week has been like the some of the craziest things that have happened. Mm-hmm. My one friend, yeah. he was telling me about <laughs> some of the craziest stuff that's been going on with him. Yeah. You know how sometimes people put things out on their like front lawn or fence area and they put a free sign on it? Yeah. So he had put a chair out there. Okay. And so some lady came and took it and then she put the free sign back, you know, down on like the front of the the fence okay and so he's like cool you know she took the chair and so two days later she came back she put the chair back on the lawn and and she walked away and he was out on his like driveway doing something and he's like she returned it and he's like what the sh- what the shit are you doing? <laughs> and she's just like, well, my husband said I couldn't keep it. <laughs> so she brought it back, and he's like, he's like, well, so what? He's like, should I have written like a no return policy on the <laughs> sign? And Free, so, do not return. And she's just like, I can't have it. And he's just like, well, then put free on your own sidewalk house and put it on your porch (laughs) he's like you can't bring it back what a weird thing to do and so he's just like what the heck he's like it it had been two days you know what did she like have sex on it and went all right we're done with this but he's just like that's so like who does that you know strange but I was reading, like, a bunch of other, like, and then just, like, some other people have been talking about weird things have been going on. And and so I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, God, I'm like, it's gonna, it's got to be, like, a full moon. And then I yeah. read online, it's going to be a full moon on the 22nd. That's tomorrow. Friday. And, right. And so oh, I'm like, that explains everything. Tides. So yes. we, you and I were talking about how... In the celebrity world, there's yes. just some crazy shit going on. There is. So, it's, and, was, and what's funny is it's almost laughable to me at this point. Okay. Kelly Ripa and Michael Strahan. Yes. I didn't follow the story right away because okay. I personally didn't care. But I don't care either, except now I kind of do. The only reason why <laughs> I care is because yeah. I just think Kelly Ripa is being absolutely ridiculous. Okay, I, I was trying to think about it. Why is she throwing such a temper tantrum? Like, why is she being such a a baby about it? But I think, that, first of all, this is the second time this has happened to her. When Regis decided to retire, she found out 15 minutes before they went live. Uh-huh. Okay, so she had no time to process. That is one thing. That, but this thing, now, the Kelly, which I did not know, this Live with Kelly and Michael show, is actually owned by ABC. Because in our market, it's on... NBC's channel so I didn't realize that it was an ABC show but they're basically moving Michael to Good Morning America and they're going to make him the third hour of this Good Morning America show that they're creating and he's basically being built or they're building this hour around him well he's already on Good Morning America he is but he's going right. full time now right, right right what I think and and really I think they're going to probably get rid of the the live show is my guess. Well, it that's what it could be. So right, part of that deal though was contingent on the that he wouldn't say anything to Kelly or Gelman, which is bullshit. It may be bullshit, but that was part of the deal, of course. And you know what? It's not up to him. It's up to the the court. It's up to corporate to tell them. Michael's not their boss, so he had to basically stick to that arrangement. Right and. Kelly and Gelman were pulled into basically a conference room simultaneously with the the release to the public that he was leaving Kelly and Michael in September and they were told the same thing mm. and Kelly basically lost her shit yeah. and she said, you know, this is crap. Yeah, right. I should I should have been told by Michael and, you know, I should have been clued in about all of this. And I don't know why I'm finding out now. She stormed off the set. She wouldn't come in the next day. And she yep. refused to come back. And then she decided that I'm taking my vacation early. And she said I might be back on Tuesday when she was due to come back. This is my take on it. Only because not this specifically has happened. It's not like I'm some famous hostess or anything. But things like this have happened to me in in the working world where you're the last to know, but you're going to be the most affected. And that's the problem I think she's having is that she found out when all of the schlubby housewives found out, essentially, she was not given any kind of I think it could have been a respect issue. 
personally, there's no way to handle it when someone's moving on up and you're still stuck in the show. You know, I mean, I think there's a couple of things at play. One, she's not being asked to do anything more than just what she's been doing for for a very long time. She's not she hasn't grown at all. You know, they're grooming all of these other people and then they move them on to something else. Clearly, they don't see a whole lot of value in her for anything other than what she's doing. But let's be honest. She was a soap opera actress who was spunky. And this is what she's good at. Right. But the show is apparently the show's doing really well with the ratings. I don't watch those kinds of shows, so I wouldn't know personally. But the other thing is. I have been privy to important information that affects me directly, and I was the last to fucking know. And I know how infuriating that can be, regardless of how hard it is to find out. So I think there must have been some kind of leak, and so they had to quickly patch it up before, so that Kelly didn't find out through the New York Times or something, that she was not going to have him as her co-host any longer and that he was moving on to bigger and better things Mm -hmm. so i think there's a bunch of reasons why she's pissed personally i think she's allowed to be pissed well she is specifically angry at michael strahan because she feels like you know lied to her well and she feels like he owed it to her to tell her to her face and you know I kind of feel like, yes, there's a friendship. Yes, they've been doing this show for four years. But when you're bound to a contract and ultimately at the end of the day, if this is business yeah. and you're told not to, then, you know, your hands are tied. And so there's not much you can do about yeah. it. I do agree with that. Second of all, the way she's behaving right now, mm-hmm. I think this is very indicative of her personality in general Maybe. because there has been some gossip about her very diva-like behavior. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised. And that she's very difficult to work with. Really? I have heard that, that she I is that. that she is difficult to work with. This is not boding well, I think, for them to want to continue. Yeah, you know what? Live with Kelly and whoever the next person is because right. she's she's throwing such a temper tantrum. Yeah. And if they truly are wanting to, obviously they are wanting to invest and grow. Good morning, America. They may it would be very it. easy to just expand into that hour. Where yeah, well, she that's the is. thing. What they're going to do? I'm with you. I I have to tell you that even when I have found things out like that personally, I did not throw a temper tantrum and walk out. I'm a professional, and my personal professional life is far more important than a little bit of an ego hit. But the the thing I think that she might, if she's so pit, if she's truly really outraged at Michael Strahan, it's because she probably was projecting something that really wasn't there. Like maybe she thought they were BFFs in real life and, and it wasn't what she thought it was or something. So she felt like, you know, what was I thinking this whole time? Well, you know how, you know and how we think. I mean, you get you get mad, and then you're humiliated a little bit, and you feel like an idiot because you were thinking something that wasn't that was there wasn't really there, and it's all this stuff. And so she ran, and she's you know probably trying to figure her shit out. I mean, ultimately they can, they can either force her to be on it, or she can leave and owe them a ton of money, or she'll lose a ton of money. I think she's also mistaken at the show's success because the show is probably successful but i don't believe it's successful because of her i i think Mm -hmm. that it was regis and kelly and i think it was successful because regis was on the show and then it became regis and michael and i think it became successful obviously because of michael and so i think she's been lucky to have really good co-hosts but i think to say that she's just been fortunate to have very good co-hosts I don't know. I mean, maybe she got complacent and this kind of woke her up. I mean, I'm not really sure. I mean, you know, again, I'm making up backstories. But, you know, as women go, uh, someone who's a bit salty of myself, you know, I can see the the gut reaction to want to get up and storm out. And being mad at him is like the last thing she should be. Because, like you said, it's business. I think she started to forget that a little bit. And maybe that's why the the problem is when you react like that and you got to go back that's what's hard like what is she gonna do on tuesday morning just sit there and act like none of this ever happened and he's gonna be sitting there like how do you do that none of this is gonna end well for her that's the (laughs) only thing i can think of is is that none of this is gonna end well for her i think she's showing her true colors (laughs) i really hope she's invested well that's all i know and this is just i think uh, an attitude of someone who feels very entitled 
and um, Maybe. or she just was i really think that she just really misread i think it, you get you get so comfortable doing something for so long that you kind of forget that this is a job and these people have jobs and it isn't all about friendship and you know they don't get paid to be loyal to you they're loyal to their company and that's why they make money you know and i think she might have maybe she lost sight of that a little bit clearly because if you're sitting in front of a corporate bigwig and he's telling you that michael strahan is leaving in eight months and you freak the hell out because you're pissed that he didn't tell you well, that, that was the that whole means thing. You have is, forgotten is, that you're working. You know that what I mean? Was the only thing is, is she was just upset that he personally didn't tell her. Yeah, that. What is he? What is that? Like, what is that? That's an ego thing. I don't think that would have changed the the reaction because I think the reaction would have been the same personally. Even if, even if what the claim is, is that she's mad that he didn't tell her and that it's like, well, I, you know, he had every, you know, he was supposed to tell me himself and, you know, like they had some kind of thing. I get what you're saying, but, but also it, it's got to sting a little (laughs) to have to sit in yet another meeting to hear that the changes are coming and that you're the last to know and you're still here. You know what I mean? Um, I, I guess maybe you know what I th- I think I'm just I think I'm just too business for my own good. Well, honestly. Uh, what I'm what I'm saying is that you have to you we can't make her the bad guy. She can't possibly be. The, these kinds of reactions don't come out of nowhere for no reason. What I'm saying is that maybe she's been putting up with a lot of shit, and this was like the last straw. We don't even know. We have no idea. I, I mean, ABC, I, ABC is not considered one of the best places to be, so. We don't know, you know. I I disagree. I think I I just think she's an uptight bitch. And well, she that's probably just what is. I think. But there's but there's no there is no way that she is completely one hundred percent at fault. No way. She obviously feels disrespected and lied to. Maybe, yeah. And yeah, that's that that's be. a valid feeling, regardless of whether she's out of line or not. Speaking so. of feeling disrespected, yes. that brings us to our next subject, which is <laughs> UFC. Yes. So I I am really at a loss for <laughs> what is going on. Most of our fans know that Jamie and I are huge UFC fans. Yes. Conor McGregor tweeted earlier this week, I want to say it was like Monday or Tuesday, mm-hmm. he tweeted that he was retiring from UFC. Thanks for the cheese. See you later. And he said he was retiring. Yeah. And then a follow-up tweet from his manager said, basically, it's been fun. Right. So this got everyone up in a huge tissy, basically saying, like, oh, my God, what is going on? Right. So then UFC Dana White came out and said... Conor McGregor's being pulled from UFC 200, mm-hmm. which is the the big, the huge fight that's coming out in July, which has got, you know, was going to be Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz rematch. And then it's got a bunch of other fighters going, you know, a bunch of other title fights going on that night. Anyways, it's a it's a big fight night. So everyone's like what the hell is going on right and so everyone's speculating like why is he retiring what would be going on you what's the big (laughs) deal and so all this information keeps trickling everyone thinks it's a hoax other people think like oh is he is he scared because you know his teammate you know just was in that that which we talked about last week it was in that fight and that guy died or Mm -hmm. you know is this because of money he's not getting his fair share in the, the fight and he's you know they're fighting over money you know he or he's being pulled because he's not showing up for promotions you know what is it so today fast forward to today conor mcgregor releases a statement basically saying that what he wanted to do was is he wanted to basically focus on his trading he did not want to do basically any pr or interviews with the exception of like very few exclusive ones that he would agree to I mean, to be honest with you, Paula, I know how much you hate Conor McGregor, but the reality is he only asked to step out of one. He he was going to continue with the junket. It was just one specifically that he needed to step out of because he was in the middle of training. Uh, I, thought... I, I read the entire statement. It's huge. It's ridiculously long. But to tell you this is that I it, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about money. No, it, it wasn't about money. 
okay, so this is going to be a roundabout way of just of explaining it, but it, it it was the way I heard this, not this specific thing, but I was listening to Joe Rogan and he had, um, this was a couple of months ago, he had Mighty Mouse on and you know who Mighty Mouse is, right? Demetrius Johnson. He's the flyweight and he is one of the very few MMA fighters in the UFC who doesn't do any press. He doesn't. He refuses to uh-huh. because his job is to train and to fight and defend his title. And that's his job. His job isn't to promote the brand. And he has negotiated somehow. He's negotiated. He goes, but the reason is, is because no one gives a shit about me because I am not a heavyweight. I am not a superstar with the swagger like Conor McGregor or the Diaz brothers or John Jones or Daniel Cormier or Weidman. He's like, no one cares about the flyweight. We're new to the, first of all, they're new to the UFC brand mm-hmm. and they don't market them the way they do these huge guys, these brutal, huge animal looking, you know, they're just big dudes because they're more, you know, amazing to watch do their thing. And flyweights aren't like that. They're very technical. And so he said, I'm very privileged in the fact that I don't have to drop everything I'm doing to go do pressers because no one wants to talk to me. Right. I just do my job. And he said, he, but he is very critical of the UFC. He said, you want to know why Ronda Rousey lost? Because she had just spent seven days promoting the UFC. And you know what? They don't get paid to do that. That's just part of their deal. So she had been doing photo shoots, interviews, commercials, internet stuff, press junkets, all the stuff that it comes with promoting the brand, that's what she was doing. She had to literally, she dropped out of training for a week before that Holly Holm fight. And then she got her ass kicked. He goes, because she was not focused and she's got the wrong people in her crowd telling her that she has to do this stuff. She's got to stay valid, you know, valid and all this stuff. He goes, the thing is, is you forget why you're even here, why you're making the money that you're making. It's not because you're on the cover of Maxim Magazine or ESPN Magazine or UFC's, you know, newest video game. Mm -hmm. He's like, you're in it because you can kick ass and you're talented and you're an athlete and that's what that should be your number one job. Mm -hmm. So what I don't agree with is if he, if Conor McGregor had agreed to to do this stuff and then changed his mind and Dana's like, no, you're not. Then it became a pissing contest, right? Right. And so now you've got these two guys who have huge egos and they're neither one of them is going to tell them the other, no matter who's right. You know, was Dana White inflexible? I think so. Was Conor McGregor being a brat about it? Probably. But now it's become this huge thing and it's stupid. Men are dumb. That's that's mm-hmm. what I took from all of this. Well, I mean, we're only hearing one side of it for right now. I mean, Well, we're Dana only- was... Dana was very clear. I listened to an interview with him. He was mad. Well, of course he was mad because, yeah. I mean, he basically had built out this whole thing yeah. with the the understanding that Connor was going to do all of these things because Connor had given him his word saying that, yes, and not only well, that, but I mean, obviously he was going to be paid quite handsomely to do all of this yeah. stuff. Well, he doesn't and get so. they don't get paid. They get paid for fighting. They don't get paid for promotion. No, he said in this email that he was going to get, he said there had been $10 million allocated for the promotion of this event. Yeah, it wasn't going to him. That's, that's, that's advertising that he doesn't get paid. None of them do. In fact, um, uh, in fact, I was telling Daryl because I said, you know, you know, that whole Reebok thing that came down where they all had to wear the Reebok wear now because UFC made a deal with Reebok to, yeah. okay. There are some fighters who lost a quarter of a million dollars in sponsorship because of that. A lot of them did. Oh, right. Because of this Reebok deal. And so for me, it's really hard, you know, like Daryl and I were talking about it, not heatedly, because we kind of are on the same page. Yes, I think Conor McGregor is is being a big baby about certain things. And he picked a very strange thing to to, you know, stand his ground on. But in theory, it's understandable you know, he's training and he got his ass kicked and he doesn't want it to happen again. That's fair. Well, I mean, it's one thing, yes, to say I'm calling in sick to work. It's another thing to say I'm retiring and then later right. to come out and say I'm not retiring. I just don't I just don't want to do this part of my job. Right. You it's and I just like, OK, you don't get to pick and choose what you know. It's just like I, I don't I don't get the, you know, suddenly coming out and saying like I don't want to do my job you know screw you guys I'm done with it 
Okay, right. well, I guess I'll do my job if you guys will let me just do this part, even though I right. said I'm going to do all of it, but now I only want to do this part. So yeah. I'll let you decide if you, you'll let me do whatever part I want to do. And the other part, if I don't want to do it, you'd let you let me not do that part. If you are presented with a job and they're saying these are the terms and you can negotiate those terms beforehand mm-hmm. and you don't, then when you're expected to do the job that you agreed to, then you just do it. But I yeah. mean, I just really think that Connor is I, I just think that he's, you know, an entitled shitbag. And I think that he thinks the UFC is going to die if he's not in it. And that's not true. If he goes away, there'll be somebody else. There, there really will be. Yeah, everybody is replaceable. That's absolutely true. And, and, and if he leaves, there's no other game in town. There's no other right. UFC in town. There's Bellator, but they will never pay. The one thing that I do not agree with, really, is that... The UFC uh, brand is what the UFC wants to protect. They will u- they use these guys to make us want to pay seventy bucks a fight to watch them do what they do. But at the end of the day, these guys are incredible athletes, and if they don't, if they're not, and I'm not talking about this specifically, but if they're not given the opportunity to do what they do best because they're out promoting this billion dollar brand. You know how much money Conor McGregor made for winning that 13-second fight? He won a half a million dollars. And that sounds like a whole lot of money for 13 seconds. But when you think about how much money he has to invest in his world, that seems like chump change when you consider that Dana White's worth $118 million. It's like they pay them nothing compared to how much they force these people to promote this brand. It seems a little uneven, you know? And I just think that they're... Although I agree with you specifically on this instance that he he picked a really weird hill to die on. I don't know why other than he was like, I can't lose like that again. Like, I cannot have that humiliating loss again, which I totally understand. But you're right. He is contractually obligated and he should have done it. And the only other person to pull out of a press conference was Adia's brother. And he also got pulled from the fight. So it's not like they haven't set a precedent. I think I read that. I w- that that was the first thing, other than them being Mexican, which I absolutely love, because there's not a whole lot of hardcore like Mexicans in the UFC. And so these two brothers, you know why I kind of like them is they're kind of like us. They've been yeah. through some shit. Yeah, and they those two have. brothers. They've through, yeah, they've been through some. They stuff. could be really pissed at each other. At the end of the day, they're brothers, and no one's fucking with each other. Yeah, that's you know? true. And that's why I really like them because they are tight, and and it's really hard to find siblings like that. I read that they had a really rough time. They went into competitive swimming because it kept them out of trouble. Yeah, and then they then they started doing jujitsu. I believe is it jujitsu? Yeah, they both do ju- Brazilian jujitsu. jujitsu, and that it kept them out of trouble because mm-hmm. obviously Stockton is not necessarily the the cleanest and uh, cleanest living. No, especially when you're Mexican and you're living in the lesser affluent areas, if there are any. I had the fortunate. T- experience of getting lost down there recently i we went to go because victor's new job is in stockton and so i ventured out there to go find a place to i was just going to go to a gas station to buy a water and uh i took a wrong turn and ended up in a really scary part of town where all the gas stations had bars on the windows and so i'm like you know i'm not gonna stop here i'm just gonna keep going but i was like that'd be awesome if i ran into the diaz brothers you (laughs) deliberately went to stockton wow i know right scary but i'm like i really wish i had one of those straight out of stockton shirts on right now (laughs) anything Although if you're in the wrong part of town, that might not cover it, cut it for you. you yeah, I'm like, I might, get, I might get cut. Yeah, they might be like, bitch, <laughs> we don't do Diaz in this corner or whatever. I sound so white right now. I can't even stand myself. I know. Speaking of, let's go ahead and do our ugly and awkward moment of the week. So... It wasn't the wrong turn in Stockton. That wasn't your awkward moment. <laughs> Should have been, huh? So here in California, we have 
gone from winter, it seems like straight into summer. I mean, the other day it was like 90 degrees. Yeah, it was really. Mm -hmm. It was really hot. So I had been milling around the house and I'm like, oh, got to go get the kids. So I, you know, hopped into the car, drove to the school and um, it was a nice day, but it was just kind of warm. So I was like, oh, so hot, you know. Mm. So I'm like walking briskly. So when I go pick up the kids, I have to kind of park up the street a little bit and then, you know, walk to the school. And when I pick them up, I walk to their classrooms and Mm -hmm. pick them up. So I'm walking briskly and, you know, just like smiling at everyone, just having a pleasant day to myself. And um, (laughs) there's a a dad sitting on the park bench. I'm already laughing and I don't even know what happened. (laughs) There's a dad sitting on the park bench and, you know, people kind of glance up just to see who it is. And so I smile at him and he glances up and then he kind of like looks at me, looks back down and then he looks up at me and smiles again and then just kind of keeps oh looking God. what and then i'm just like what is it like what am i doing and so i'm like keep walking and just kind of bouncing along like i don't know what's going on and so and I, you know i still was a good 20 feet out so i'm like i don't understand like what's going so he just kind of like put his head back down and like as i walked by he glanced up again and i'm like oh my god i'm like what is it and i'm just wearing like a t-shirt you know mm-hmm. and my pants and stuff and so I was walking and yeah, there was like a slight breeze. And so I'm just like, I don't get what is going on here. And so I looked at my shirt. I'm like, maybe there's something on my shirt or something. So I started brushing on my shirt and I realized I forgot to put a bra on before oh, I left. Oh, so you were giving everyone the jiggly show. And, and it was and it was cool out. And I was a little nipply. So. Oh, boy. So I had well, been no boun- I had been bouncing and nippling the whole way past this father, and I was so just every- like- he was very pleased because he put you in his file for the shower later. <laughs> so me and my happy smile and my bouncing along to the classroom, you know, was just. <laughs> Awesome. But I mean, I and I'm just like, why didn't I notice that I wasn't wearing a bra? But it's because when I'm home, I don't usually wear a bra. You know what? I, I hate bras. There's no reason for them. They're stupid. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm just like, well, I'm not really going anywhere. I'm just going to pick up the kids. And usually yeah. because it's normally like colder, right. I'm always wearing like a, a sweatshirt, sweatshirt or something. So, right. Awesome. Well, that's always nice to know you've given someone a pleasant view. <laughs> I had left the house in kind of a hurry, so I forgot right. to, you know, make arrangements for everything. <laughs> oh, and God. so it was embarrassing. That's funny. Oh, well, that's a, that's a pleasant, awkward moment. So I just crossed my arms when we left the Just school. grab someone, grab someone's backpack, you know. Do something. Like, Give me it, I'll carry it for you today. It was just, I don't know. I, normally, I don't even care. I'll just try and, like, you know, Yeah, but if or, you're particularly nipply... You don't really. If you're, don't if you're particularly alert that day. Well, and if it had at least like when school's out and there's everybody running around, there's like enough of a ruckus that, you know, no one's looking at your breasts. No one's looking at them. You but know what's funny is that even like, well, you know, Daryl, I can't keep him off of me. I mean, the man <laughs> just will not leave me alone. And so we'll be just we will be outside or we'll be doing something. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I do not like wearing bras. And so when I'm at home, I tend to shy away from I actually will rebel and not and refuse to put right. them on. And so, you know, I'm just chilling or whatever. And I wear, you know, stuff that I would never wear out in public. I wear at home tank tops or, you know, T-shirts that are sheer or whatever. And we'll just be talking away. And I'll be like, what? what?" He's like, oh, I don't know. Are you cold? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'll look down. I'm like, oh, for the love of Christ, really? Nipples are doing it for you? Like, what is it with men and nipples? I don't get it. I really don't get it. (laughs) Do you remember that Sex in the City episode where (laughs) they had the fake nipples and then Samantha, give me my nipples back. Give them back. I want my nipples back. (laughs) Why does that work? Like, what does that mean? Is that some kind of like uh, the button, the button popped up. We're ready to go. I mean, I always think it's a turn on and I'm like, it's not a turn on. They're not little penises. That's what that's exactly what I'm wondering. Is that what they think? I, They're erect. Something's erect on you, so that must mean you know you're giving us the signal. No, it has nothing. So weird. It's not that. But if that's what I, I never deflate that dream. I just let them oh, me think. Neither. I just let them think that's what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I remember once telling someone, I'm like, why like, do you get? I'm like, when you're erect, do your nipples get hard? I, I mean, don't, maybe I don't know. I mean, I've never noticed. You guys are stupid. I don't know what happens. They are to them. stupid. But I just remember one time. This was a long time ago, and someone said something about me having erect nipples, and I wasn't married or anything at that point. I go, you know, those are for babies, right? They're for babies <laughs> to, to to nourish themselves. 
It's not for you, ass. God, that's ridiculous. Well, whatever. I mean, any of the thing is. Yes, yeah, because how many babies did you breastfeed, Jamie? Shut up. <laughs> I had a condition. <laughs> Anyway, all right. So mine is a little bit different. It, it happened at the freaking grocery store again. Of course. But this was truly an awkward moment. I don't remember if I told... I don't remember, but I was at the grocery store, a, shockingly, a couple of days ago. It was like last week. And Malia, my high schooler, needed mechanical pencils. And I didn't feel like going to Target to spend $200 to buy a $3 item because that's what happens when you go Always. to Target. Yes. So I'm like, you know what? I will pay the overpay, the overpriced payment to get them at the grocery store. I mean, what is it? An extra $2? I mean, I don't know. It's ridiculous, but I'm like, you know what? It, I'm saving myself money you really by buying are. them here. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll just go to the little baby section of, you know, the, the bare essentials of school supplies and pick up this $5 packet of, you know, pencils. So I lucked out and I, they were on clearance. Some of these were on clearance. And so I grabbed them for like $1.50. I was so excited. So came home and they were gone and I, i'm like you know what that happens where they'll they'll like miss it and you know because it was a little flat packet maybe they just didn't grab it and throw it in the bag and so i ended up going to target i spent 120 dollars to buy a packet of 30 because they didn't have any of the small packets Aww. and i was pissed i was pissed i'm like god damn it a dollar 50 just sitting on the counter Damn they probably pencils. just restocked it and I just donated to the fund. You know, I was so mad. So I went back like two days later because I had forgotten something. And I, you know, in, in California, you have to bring your bags with you now for the most part. You can't go to the grocery store. By July, you will have to bring bags with you. So I because, will. Oh, yeah. And so. God. Trader Joe's, you know, they sell those great bags and and they really they, they give you five cents credit every time you bring your own bag. So we have like 15 Trader Joe bags and we only bring those to the grocery store. Now we're just getting into the habit now so that we don't go, oh, we forgot. And we have to pay five dollars for these crap bags that the grocery store is making us pay for. So I have my Trader Joe bags with me and I have like four items and I hand them the bags and they're like, no problem. And I said, you know, I'm so annoyed. And she's like, why? And I said, because the last time I was here, you guys forgot to pack the mechanical pencils. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing and bring you the receipt and all that stuff because I didn't care that much or I would have come back. But it was really annoying. The bagger opens my Trader Joe's bag, folded up neatly. And he goes, oh, you mean these? <laughs> they were at the bottom of a Trader Joe's bag. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> I was so like, who unpacked the bags? I did. How'd you miss those? I don't know, because it was flat. And I just I just folded them up, but I was in such a hurry. My face is turning red right now while oh I'm telling you this God. story. Jeez. I was just standing there, totally speechless. And I'm like, and then, you know, because, you know, I always make it worse, right? I can't just let it go. Go, oh, my God, I'm so dumb. I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. I had to say to the checker, go, I just want you to know that I did not steal those. Those are from last week, I promise. And she's like, okay. And I go, I could probably show you a receipt. And she's like, no, 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 we believe you. I'm like, okay, I'm God, so sorry. Why do you have to go that far? I don't understand. Because, I, because if it was me, I'd be thinking, did you steal these? You know? You are such a shoe. I don't even know what to say sometimes. <laughs> okay, jiggly boobs, whatever. God. Oh, well, at least you so said it funny. at the same time as he found the pencils. Yes! I mean, that... He goes, you mean these? I was like, OMG! No! No! Thank God they were only pencils and they weren't <sighs> something worse, like, you know, condoms or something. Yeah, you mean these this moldy cheese? You God, know, that would have been gross. Uh, and he and then but the check the bagger the kid was really nice he goes you know what it happens all the time honestly and i said really he goes oh yeah people come in here and go oh i forgot about that or whatever and i'm like oh man oh, i go but do they are they pontificating to you about how you guys didn't pack it and then there it is he goes well no He's i said probably no, not, no only me Guessing and you guys know happen. me that's what's sad God, how funny is that? I know. It that really... is funny. Well, I think you win this week. That's funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it that was funny, though. Funny. Well, so funny. Anyways, well, I think that's a wrap, unless you have something else you want to add. Purple rain. I purple know. rain. God, it's so it's sad. You know what? Is. I mean, I haven't... I, my phone is on silent sitting next to the computer while we're recording, and my phone is blowing up. 
blowing up everyone's like i'm so sorry for you and i'm like what not me but just in general because we had just been bragging about this show that we saw in oakland and so it's probably top of mind but it's really really a gut punch i have to say it's pretty sad (sighs) daryl's already turned his profile picture purple oh i know i was thinking i'm gonna have to do something i am the the minnesota twins have it's raining in minnesota today and they posted a big thing saying the purple rain is falling over minnesota today it's a pretty significant loss i think it's well there was there's nobody like him no literally like i said he he kind of created his own category you know what this is kind of like although i wasn't a huge fan um but others definitely are it's kind of like when michael jackson died remember how weird that was when he died he was like 50 this is even worse though to me Well, it's worse to me yeah no this this is far worse to me but what i'm saying is that these iconic artists michael jackson yeah madonna elvis prince yeah uh, the beatles you know when these when when those go away it's shocking really shocking and so you know what though i can't i can't say i'm not i didn't you you didn't see it coming the last couple of weeks he's been fighting this thing so it's like yeah but i mean it's it's still terrible it's just still too soon to me like you know he was taken far too soon oh my god and it's just so tragic it is just very very sad it is it's just too sad it's gonna be sad for a while i think on this one too sad and a lot of there's gonna be a lot of prints being played in our house this weekend i can tell you that yeah a lot of purple wine being drunk hopefully everyone will recover nicely from this i know i mean we all will well everyone will bounce back and life goes on we move on just remember prince and your thoughts and everything and uh play a little play a little prince for a for yourselves and for your friends and family and uh, hope you have a good week and thank you for listening in thank you for your uh, amazon orders and for your avon orders we appreciate that Mm -hmm. and thank you for following us on facebook and twitter and if you'd like to connect with us uh follow us on our facebook page and you can send us uh emails there or um on our ugly truth website there's ways to connect through us through there as well absolutely Uh, Other than that, have a fabulous week, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Ah! That's a wrap. But make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw-ups and edits from this episode and what we call Ugly Cuts. And then we'll have a brand-new full episode for you next week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.